0: Okay, so the um, febrigen that we're learning is a very large febrigen. We're about to learn the whole I Just want to give um, over um, two more points from the Febrengen. Um we We're learning so far about the unique qualities of this Shabbos. How, first of all, that fact that this is Parashas Noach. And the Shabbos after Shabbos gracious. And third of all, um, this Shabbos is the sixth of Cheshvan. Why is the sixth of Cheshvan significant? So we begin praying for rain in Israel um, on the night after Shabbos, in the seventh of Cheshvan. The reason why that's the time that's chosen is because people travel to the base of the temple, for the pilgrimage of the holiday of Sukkot. And the last Jew doesn't arrive home uh, until the 6th of Cheshvah. And so we begin praying for rain on the 7th of Cheshvah. We want the last Jew to arrive home first so that that he won't get caught in the rain. We're going to pray for rain. He's going to get rained on. It won't be fun. Even though the world needs rain, Israel needs rain, yet we don't begin praying for rain until the last Jew arrives home. So that means that the 6th of Cheshun is the last day that's that connected to the holiday in a very physical way. You're actually traveling back from Jerusalem till the 6th of Cheshun. And although we don't have Mashiach yet, but we, this is a message to us about the power of the time that we're in. The holiday season has many parts, but the 6th of Cheshun, the Shabbos, is a pivotal one. The seventh of Cheshun is the day we begin asking for rain, but the sixth of Cheshun is the day that the holiday season, the last day of the holiday season, therefore we have to use out the last day of, of the holiday season to good resolutions and continue the impact of, um, of all that we've received in the holiday season we want to bring out in our lives throughout the year. There's another for bringing, um, the Rebbe spoke about how Pashas Noach in a way is a very pivotal Shabbos <coughs> Um, similar to Shabbos Bereshis, because Shabbos Bereshis is when we we launch for the year, but you don't know how well you launched until it's Parshas and the Parshas Noah, you're like, oh, okay, so did I launch? How did I do? So Parshas Noah is when you can recalibrate and to adjust to make sure you're aligned the way you need, with the way you want, the place you want to go. But this year it's especially significant because it's the sixth of Cheshvan, it's the last day of the holiday season and therefore we are empowered to make all kinds of good resolutions and bring the rain down. On the last days of Yontif we start, we began mentioning rain, but the prayer for rain only begins on the, on the 7th of Hashem. So it's time to bring down the rain in our lives physically and make all kinds of good resolutions in regards to um, all that Hashem wants us to do. Um, especially that I've mentioned at length, uh, I think it was every, at every Fabringen um, Debra mentioned the ten mitzvah campaigns. There was a, there was a period that every single Fabringen Debra mentioned the ten Mitzah campaigns. It's so vital to Jewish people and what they, and how they help the Jewish people. So that was um, the the end of the first topic. Later on in the Fabringen after Debra spoke about the greatness of this day and Debra explained his, 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 a teaching from his father and a Rashi Debra began discussing this. Shabbos Parshish Noach is again, it's a Shabbos after Shabbos Bereshis, so it's a good time to focus on a lesson that I've been discussed the week before in Shabbos Bereshis, and a lesson we learned from Parshas Noach and Parshas Lechach. What's the lesson that we're supposed to take for Shabbos Bereshis? The world is created, brand new. God creates a world out of nothingness. That's what happens. That's what we read about in Shabbos Bereshis, and so too we have to begin serving Hashem in a totally new way and not consider what happened a moment before. Although um, Shabbos Barashas seems to continue the last Torah portion of the year of Parshat Zosabracha, but Parshas Barashas is a new thing. And uh, the Torah says, in the language of the Book of Formation, the end is wedged in the beginning. So there's a connection between the end of the Torah and the beginning of the Torah, yet it's called the beginning of the Torah. It's a beginning. And that's a lesson of Shabbos Bereshis that a Jew has to know that he's in a totally new, new place. He has to, and he has to serve Hashem as if nothing ever happened before. As if he's, he's brand new. Isn't that an amazing idea? I mean, what if you think about it? What are what are our problems? Why 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 can't we just like be the way we're meant to be? I don't know about you, but it's a lot of a lot of it has to do with like, well, I'm not that guy. Shabbos so says when you tell a Jew that he has to learn chitas, he has to be involved in mitzvah <coughs> campaigns. The Yitzhahara may say to him. The klugin care, the smart aleck within us, the evil inclination may say to us, Hey, you know yourself. You know you're not up to these lofty things. You have to do tshuva first. And the evil inclination has a proof. It says in Tanya in chapter 17, You cannot serve Hashem until you do tshuva first. And this, Yates, a harder Tanya, he brings a proof from Tanya, You can't serve Hashem until you do tshuva. So you, you may respond to the evil inclination and say, Hey, one second. The beginning, in order to start serving Hashem, we have to read the code of Jewish law first. If not, what then learn Tanya. So the Yitzhara opens the, the code of Jewish law too. He says, Look at the code of Jewish law. Look at the laws of Torah study. The Alter rebbe says that if you have not done tshuva yet, your Torah and your mitzvahs add power to evil. And although the Alter rebbe continues and says that when you do tshuva, you bring, eventually in one incarnation or another, you can, every Jew is going to do tshuva, and when you do tshuva, you're able to bring back to holiness, you're able to extract the energy that you've taken from holiness and brought to the realm of the unholy. You have to bring it back when you do tshuva, eventually. In Tanya, the um, altar mentions this in two places. In one place, he says that you cannot do tshuva unless you can't begin to serve Hashem unless you do tshuva first. another place, the says that when you do tshuva, your sins are turned into mitzvahs. But in Shachanarach, it's brought together. Shachanarach it says that when you're have you not yet done shuvah yet, your Torah mitzvah adds power to evil. And yet when you do shuvah you extract the evil, the sorry, the holiness from the evil, and it goes back to the realm of holiness. And therefore, it says in the Code of Jewish Allah says, therefore you should never hold yourself back from learning Torah and doing mitzvahs because eventually it's going to return to holiness. So I mentioned uh, it's an important point that number one. It was a young man who was in the audience of the Rebbe, and he quoted this chapter seventeen in Tanya, which the Alter Rebbe also says. There is an iron wall until you do tshuva. There is going to iron wall between you and Hashem. So he told the Rebbe, "There is an iron wall." So the Rebbe said, "There is no iron wall." Which I don't think it was just relevant to that specific boy, but the very fact Alter Rebbe says that, that the fact that it bothers you, there is an iron wall. That's already tshuva. That's already true. The fact, that you say, "I don't, I, I don't want there to be separation between me and Hashem." That's already tshuva, but. The Yitzhahara, um, um, and also another point I want to mention is that besides the energy that's brought to the realm of the unholy, I mean, if you're learning Torah Mitzvah for self-enganizement or other selfish motives, a mitzvah is still a mitzvah, a mitzvah is still a diamond, even before it's polished, it's already something. But the evil inclination says to you, why should you do Torah mitzvahs in a negative way and, and then do tshuva later? It sounds like, says the Yitzhahara to you, do a sin and do tshuva later You're not supposed to do that You're not supposed to say, I'm going to do a sin now, do tshuva later So the Yitzhahar says, don't learn torah mitzvah now Wait till you've rectified yourself a little bit before Do chuva first And then learn tshuva, and then do mitzvahs You can't learn torah and do mitzvahs When you haven't done tshuva yet That's what eitzahara says So you answer the on one second Isn't it time to say shema? Isn't it time to Davin? If I wait till I do chuva, I'm going to miss the mitzvah Like the story in Gemara says about Nachemish Gamzu That he this man wanted charity, and, and before he gave him the charity, the guy died, and his whole, his whole life, Machimich um, Gamzu, was, was um, affected by this incident. So the guy, the HR says to you, who cares if it's a mitzvah it a time or not? The way you're doing it now is not perfect. It's negative. You're adding energy to unholy. It's like you're your language of Tanya. It's like you're taking the king's head and putting the king's head into a pool of excrement, you're, you're, you're using Hashem's Torah, and mitzvot, so you're doing it in a negative way, you're not doing it altruistically, you're taking Hashem's head, and, uh, the king's head, and you're putting it into a pool of excrement. you're putting it into a toilet. The Yitzhah says, the Yitzhahar is an expert in this field, he says, and oh, by the way, tshuva takes time. First of all, you have to learn, the altar of this, a tshuva. And because you're a chassid, you can't just sit down with a tshuva, you have to go to mikvah first. And before you go to mikvah, you've got to learn the, the, the Kabbalistic meaning of mikvah and then you have to learn Gerset Shuvah, and then you have to learn the, the, the Mittler Rebbe's discourses on Shuvah, and then you have to learn the discourses of Mach and hey, one second, aren't you Chassid the Rebbe of our generation? You can't just go and do Shuvah based upon the of the previous generation. You have to learn of the Rebbe. And after all of these preparations, then you can, can begin to do Shuvah. And the, the, you tell the Yitzhahara one second, there are mitzvahs that are passing. So the Yitzhahara says, why look get the clock? I'm doing tshuva, chuva has no limitations, tshuva is in, is in one moment, it's beyond time. So why should I think about the clock? And so what the Yetzirah's intent is, he wants to push a person away from starting to do the right thing. He has all kinds of explanations, and he's saying to you, um, you have to tshuva first, and the main thing he wants to accomplish is he shouldn't do practically what you're supposed to do right now. And this is the message of Shabbos Barashas. A Jew has to know that God created the world, the heaven, and the earth. That means that the whole, all of existence is right now being renewed by Hashem. As Baal Shem Tov taught, we say in our prayers that with God's goodness He renews creation every moment, He renews creation every day, but the Baal Shem Tov taught it's not just every day, it's every moment. Shulchan Arach has, says it's noticeable every day. It's noticeable every day. The sun rises, it looks like a new world. Baal Shem Tov says, says though, but the, 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 the reality is That every single moment, Hashem is renewing the world out of nothingness. And therefore, Hashem asks of us to begin serving Him every day, every moment, in a new way. And not to consider what happened the moment before. Why? Because in this moment, you were created from nothingness. You and the whole world was created out of nothingness. um, And and therefore, to serve Hashem as if nothing happened before. You should remember the past to fix it. That's true. But that's something else. That's what you should do when you say Shema at night. But the rest of the time, you have to dedicate to actually doing what you need to do and not to reckon with, with where you, you were before because every single moment, you are, you are being created out of nothingness. Simply what this means is, there is you need to put on tefillin. As the Torah says, and the, and the Hasidus says, when you put on tefillin, you draw down your ideology into your character. You bring down your intellect into your emotions. And by doing this, you also cause an impact in, in the divine spheres of, of the divine spheres, which are called intellectual, and to bring them, to bring down godliness into the world. You dedicate your heart and mind. You have to do something. You have to put on film. You have to do other mitzvahs practically. Every mitzvah has its time it's supposed to be done. And when you have to influence someone else, you have to inspire someone else, what matters is practicality. Are you influencing the other person? Don't make calculations are you in the proper setting in yourself? Are you the prop- Are you poised in the proper stance to influence someone else? In previous generations, the Rebbe says, there was a time when you had to be conscious of what the Talmud says, beautify yourself and then try to beautify others. But in our generation, the Rebbe said, my father-in-law, the previous Rebbe says that every single Jew has to influence others, every single Jew. And the previous Rebbe quoted his father, the Rebbe HaShavu, said, That the time that we're in now is like a wedding in the language of the Gemara grab and eat, grab and drink. That means when you have an opportunity to inspire someone else to do one mitzvah, you have to grab it and do it and not to reckon if you are the right guy for it. And this is a lesson we learned from Parshish Bracious that Hashem renews all creation out of nothingness. And so too, Hashem asks us practically to do and not to reckon where we were a moment, what our circumstances were, who we were a moment before. Besides lesson the, lesson, the lesson for Shabbos get you got the lesson for Shabbos You with me? Okay. Here's the lesson for Parshish Noach. Noach. Means, Noach means tranquility. On a personal level, Noach means happiness. Noach means enjoyment. And enjoyment and pleasure is such a critical thing as and Tanya that according to the Torah, the Torah says that all the negative things that happen, happen to Jewish people are because they served Hashem without joy. It means they served Hashem as Arizal says, and the says, it's not that they didn't serve Hashem, they served Hashem, but they were missing joy, and that, that's why all these, all these calamities happened. So I want to point out that the Alteb explains the reason for this. It's not that we're punished for not having joy. You be happy or else. It, it, it's, the Alteb says that there's no tzayik in the world that does only good and never makes a mistake, everyone makes mistakes. And when you're happy, you sweeten Hashem's judgment. So it's the simcha that sweetens Hashem's judgment, and that's why it's such an important thing for the world to be happy. And um, this is the order of Parshas Brashas And then Parshas Noach The first thing we Torah tells us is Parshas Bracious. You have to know You have to serve Hashem In a brand new way Don't think about who you were before You just were created The world was created Out of nothingness And then the next message we get Is from Parshas Noach And what do you need to do How do you need to serve Hashem What's your approach You're serving Hashem in a brand new way Okay What do you need to do Need to serve Hashem with joy and happiness, which is a fundamental part of serving Hashem. And then we have a lesson from Parshas Lech Lecha. Lech Lecha tells us this. You serve Hashem in a brand new way. Okay. And you serve it as you learned from Parshas Lech Genesis, new world, new you. You serve Hashem with pleasure, as the word noach means. Noach means tranquility and pleasure and happiness. However, comes Parshas Lech Lecha and says to you, don't be satisfied where you are. You have to continue and grow and move and real movement means real movement means that there's no comparison to where you're going, and where you are before. That's the message of lechacha to go forward to a place that you weren't to continue to strive higher. The evil inclination can say to you, "Hey, why do I need to think now about tomorrow? I'm not supposed to be satisfied with today. I have to add tomorrow, but I'm doing my thing today. Tomorrow, Hashem will renew the world again." Yet you just told me, Yitzchakara says, "Tomorrow, Hashem will create the world again." And then I'll think about tomorrow. But now I should focus on today. But this is the message of Parshas Lachacha that you're, the perfect way of serving Hashem today is when you know that you haven't yet reached perfection in what you're doing right now. You, and you know that Hashem is going to ask you to go higher tomorrow, and incomparably higher tomorrow than where you are today. And therefore, even today, you shouldn't be satisfied. But you should yearn to reach the level of Lachacha. So those are the three lessons from these two, three Torah portions. Veracious, serve Hashem in a new way. Nothing happened before. Number two, noach, joy and pleasure. Three, lechacha, movement. Continue to strive higher and, and don't be satisfied where you are before, higher and higher. The truth is, our book says, that we have all three lessons in Shabbos of all three lessons in Shabbos noach, and all three lessons in Parshah Lechacha. How so? Parshas Brashas, which is the general theme of Brashas, as we said, is to serve Hashem in a new way. What did Hashem say after everything he created? It's good. And then after he finished creating everything, what do he say? It's very good. That's the theme of Parsh's Noach. It's good. Pleasure, joy, it's good. The previous Rebbe, by the way, once, before he became Rebbe, I heard this from show him. he once for on Simcha's Torah, before he became Rebbe, and the only thing he said all night was, it's good, it's good. He meant to say, like, it's good to be here and to be by the Rebbe and to do, and do the right thing. It's good. Anyway, so that's Parshus B'Rashish has that theme in it. It's good, It has that Noach pleasure, enjoyment, happiness thing in there. It's good. Parshish B'Rashish emphasizes it's good. Besides that, in Parshish B'Rashish we also have the verse which says, let the earth bring forth vegetation. And Tanya says that in vegetation you see infinity because vegetation will produce more vegetation and the trees will produce more trees infinitely, every year. And so, so also the holy concept of birth of animals and humans is a, an expression of God's infinity. So we have the lesson of Lechacha, which means to go beyond, to go beyond limitation. So that's how we have in all three in, in Brashas. In Noach, we also have all three. Noah, the general theme of Noach is pleasure, and joy. There's also the message of, of, of renewal. Because after the flood, what, hap, what happens? It says there's a new world. And God promises that the world will continue and I won't, dis- won't destroy the world again. So there's the concept of a new world that happens after the flood. <coughs> Besides that, in Parshish Snoach also, we have the commandment of Hashem, the blessing of Hashem, to be fruitful and multiply. So in Parshish Snoach we also have the, the idea of infinity, the expression of infinity, mm-hmm. as as um, we see in childbirth, mm-hmm. which is the message of Arsas Lachachah, to go beyond, go be, to be infinite, not not to be satisfied with with, with where where you were before. So, um, so this, so so this this um, um, ratifies what we mentioned earlier, that in this Shabbos you have three concepts. It's a Shabbos after Shabbos Reishas, it's a Shabbos of Parshas Neach, and it's the Shabbos preceding the coming week, of Parshas Lechacha. The reason why that's, that's irrelevant is because this Shabbos includes within it all three themes. In Noach itself you have a Reishas element, a Noach element, and a Lechacha element. So, the, so what we discussing earlier this week about the three messages of Parshas if it, you see that in Noach itself it has all these three things. Now in Parshas Lechacha, Pastor the theme of Lecha is to go beyond limitations. We have also the idea of renewal. How do we have the idea of renewal? Because where, where, where is Avon meant to go? He's meant to go to the land that I will show you. That means he's not meant to leave the world. He's meant to leave his birthplace, leave his father's house, which spiritually means leave his habits, leave his desires. And he's supposed to go to the land that Hashem will show you to a higher kind of land. Want to go to a new kind of land. It's similar to Shah's Breishos. There's a new new creation, Genesis. Besides this, what is does Hashem tell Avram? What will happen to you when you go to this new place? I will make you great. You will have blessing. That's the theme of Parshas Noach. The idea of pleasure and enjoyment. It will be great. Okay. So we have all three themes in Breishos, Noach, and Lechacha. So these three Torah portions, Breishos, Noach, and Lechacha, are the three first Torah portions of the year. And therefore, their themes, their content, um, are relevant to the entire year. Especially because each of these Torah portions has all three lessons in it. So that means the entire year, we have to always have this focus on, it's brand new right now. And it's pleasurable. The previous chapter once told my grandfather, whatever you do should be with fargenik, with enjoyment. We have to have that noach element, naicha, pleasure, enjoyment, happiness. And the third element is, Go beyond the limitations. So these three lessons are repeated three times, right? Each parsha has all three lessons. So that means we have a chazaka. The Torah says when, when something happens three times, there's a force to it. So we learn these three lessons three times in a row to give us a power for the entire year to carry these lessons. And this is connected also with the coming of Mashiach, because lech lecha begins with a double expression. The Gemara says that um, the letters which are doubled, like chaf and long chaf, tzadik and long tzadik, the letters which are doubled have a connection to Gyula, connection to redemption. Double has a connection to, re- to redemption. And here, and it's not just lachachah, it's not just the, we're, we're using the double letter of the letter chaf, which has chaf and long chaf, but also it's double expression, that the, the first word is repeated twice in the beginning, lachachah. So the whole idea of doubles associated with Mashiach is in B'yashem's will that through talking and learning about Geula we should merit speedily literally to the gul in a simple sense practically the trunk um, Bikul to Mashiach speedily in our days mamash. Any questions or comments? Yes. Go ahead. Um, in Mauritius it keeps on saying every day, every um, day plants and seeds will bear fruit Will bear fruit after its own seed, after its own seed. Yeah, it's very specific about that. Yeah, do you have any comments about after its own seed? I think Rashi addresses that. I think Rashi says that they, um, they should, they should, they should, um, what does Rashi say? Limineo to its kind. Yeah. Um, I think Rashi says, um, okay, look up Rashi, let me know what Rashi says. <laughs> <laughs> <Go>. <laughs> I don't remember. R- R- Rashi addressed it. I think he said something about not mixing with other seeds. I forgot, I forgot what Rashi says. He was in front of the rabbi. He was he was rang with the yeshiva students by himself. Oh. By himself, He was with the yeshiva students. But he was a young young man. He's a young man, yeah. That's wow. good. How was to be near the rabbi, he was saying? Yeah, actually, when he repeated it, he used to say, I'm older than you. Oh. I've been through life. I can tell you. Listening is good. Not listening <laughs> is not good. <laughs> but these are the three messages. Three messages are it's brand new, enjoy, and go beyond. M'chaim. Good Shabbos, Chever. Good Shabbos, Hever. Good Shabbos. Good Shabbos.